Hi guys, welcome to Ed Arlene Spiritcast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, spirituality in general, and anything in that realm. Today's episode is the third part of our three-part series with Grace and Shannon from the Reiki Loop. Before we get into it, we want to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram at Arlene and our Twitter at edpro underscore pgh. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we post just about daily Reiki videos. Um, we also have a distant Reiki session at the end of this episode, as we do with all of our episodes, and that'll kick in when the music changes. In addition, you can sign up for our mailing list and, re- and receive free monthly Reiki, and if you would like to have a personalized session, you can find that on our website linked down below. Um, also, if you really want to support us, you can become a patron. And, um, oh, and one last thing, all of our winter candles, they're limited edition and they're out now, and and that includes our two favorite scents, apple pie bourbon and buttered rum. Yes, we are candle makers, and they are amazing. All right, so I'm going to keep this intro pretty short. Um, I just, I'm so thankful we were able to have Grace and Shannon on the podcast for these past couple episodes. They are amazing people. They're, they were so much fun to talk to, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. So um, let's play those ads and get into the episode. foundation I'm still on that <laughs> about that foundation. Yeah. yeah oh I like when she said anger is old sadness I was like oh yeah man. <laughs> it is it is it is another quote that I actually don't know where I got it from so <laughs> the theme of this podcast is quotes by people <laughs> The people's wisdom. Um, and it was like, may your hearts always be broken by the things that break the heart of God. And, you know, I actually, oh, like, I I cried today, like, just burst into tears. And my mom's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, my God. Mom! <laughs> um, but really, it was just like, I'm crying because, like, this is, there's just sadness, you know? There's just these things that are happening that deserve grief. And they deserve, like, they deserve to be acknowledged. And... Because I know, like, for me, sometimes I'm like, why would, you know, God or be, you know, why do these things happen? Why do bad things happen, right? And we were talking a little bit this about this before. It's just, like, everything kind of has a purpose and a rhyme and a reason. And we don't always get the privilege of knowing what that is, right? But we can act in trust and continue to do work in love and instead of out of fear, right? And I think, but I, but what is interesting to me is when, when people are like, well, if God is real or if this was real, you know, then why would this happen? And, and I'm like, I... Bro, I don't know what to tell you, but God would not be happy about that. <laughs> but, you know, like like we are humans. We have free will. We have the ability to step in our lives to however we, sometimes it's not how we want to, right? But there is some power in that. And like, you know, may the things that like break the heart of God always break your heart. Like always feel the grief and the sadness mm-hmm. for those things. It doesn't mean you have to hold on to it and sink into it because that is when it becomes something else and it becomes stuck energy, either in your body or in your heart. And and even think of the reverse, though, is that may the love of God be the love within your heart, too. Because yeah. there is there is that duality. And something, quoting my mother, because when I was little, I was very sensitive. And something she would always say is, how beautiful is it that you can feel these feelings and be so hurt and be so upset? Because it's that pain that on the other side can look at a flower and see its beauty. 
or see a sunset and be in awe of the rhythms of life. It's you need to have that pain to feel that love and beauty. Mm-hmm. You need to have both. Right. It's like the sensitivity, like the more, you know, I think about like I had, a, again, this really low point in 2019 and I'm continuously grateful for that because it is what has brought me here. Right. So, but, you know, at that low point, I didn't know how I was going to get out of that low point. Right. I had no idea what the next step was and how I would come up for air because that's really what it felt like. Right. But, you know, it's like step by step, pebble by pebble, the right people, the right moments, just being willing to come apart, you know, being willing to really fall apart so that you you can build what you truly are meant to be here for. Like, and, and I think Arlene said this earlier, you were, you're like, you know, you're either going to break it, you know, down yourself or something's going to do it for you. And sometimes it's a combination of both. Um, but yeah, I think... I think about that a lot, especially after you've shared, you've shared that quote with me before. And I think it's true. I think it's a capacity to feel. Um, and again, I think, I don't know, at least as a child, I was always told I was too sensitive. Also, it was some, a lot of feedback I got that, you know, it was my problem that I had the feelings, right? Not that they were valid. Um, and I think as women, I don't know as much for men, but it could be the case. But I know as women, you know, we are seeking validation in our feelings, We're, you know, we ask, oh, does this make sense? Like, am I being crazy? Like, we ask those sorts of questions, which just frustrates me because I do think of it as a great strength and capacity to be able to feel such depths um, in both directions of both joy and sadness because they are equally valid. And there is a Rumi quote, I do remember the first one, but that, like, may you greet each emotion at the door as if it was a house guest and, you know, like sometimes anger or sadness clears something out of your house that needs to be cleared, right? Or like joy, like you'll dance with joy, but just greet each one with the same amount of intention, respect, and honor. Like, because that emotion essentially is moving through you for a reason. And you're not supposed to hold it either. Like you don't have to hold it to understand it. You just allow have to allow it to kind of move through you. And I think that's, I know we keep talking about Reiki, but that's kind of like what Reiki is also taught me is just about the cycle of energy and that it should move more freely and that consciousness is almost being able to bring your energy where you need it and that is the exercise of consciousness and that's all (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was gonna say (laughs) 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 mesmerized by this oh what's i gonna say well because you said you had the 2019 you had your your dark moment but it's usually those dark moments that birth the new like they're required it's usually those on the knee moments you know when you're on the ground like you know, don't know what to fucking do is when it all starts yeah. to fall into place. And, you yeah. don't have it. and I think that's something that's happening right now with the collective, this collective sadness is that a lot of people are going through that right now yeah. at the exactly the same fucking time. And it is going to get better. Yeah. Eventually you right. just have to work through it, Yeah, get through it. But I was going to say, like you, you said that like we're so discouraged to feel our emotions and we're told we're too sensitive, but feeling is a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to feel is a blessing. I feel bad for people who don't fucking feel, mm-hmm. who have, don't have the ability to see what's wrong to connect. and to connect the dots. Yeah. Like yeah. It's a blessing. Your, your sensitivity is a massive strength because mm-hmm. yeah. most people don't even have, can't, can't do that because they, they are so beat down. They don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it's like to love. What it's like to feel, be sad, and feel really, truly feel that. So it's a blessing. Um, it's a part of this experience yeah. being here to feel that spectrum of emotion, and you can't be like 
sunshines and rainbow all the time like you wouldn't know what like if you didn't feel sad you're not going to know what happiness is like it's a part of being alive in my opinion um so like you know looking back it's like yeah i had that and what did i do like afterwards and so it's like learning with it as well but i agree like being empathic and emotional is something it's like a superpower in, in a way you it's your right to, to do yeah because the only way, way you feel like it is a problem is because someone else told you it was exactly. a problem yeah. it was you saying yeah. it was a problem it was what your parents said or somebody from when you were 10 years old said and you're still carrying that on you 15 20 years yeah. later and you know some of the stuff that's happening right now that it's it's ch- stuff that's happened in their childhood they have to heal their, their inner child the, the, the healing is like that's like too like the healing's never over the healing journey's never yeah, over exactly. and i feel like we go through things to learn through it so we go through the hard times we go through the good times to know and to move us forward on the journey but like me like i thought i had everything together <laughs> was all good but then COVID, this all this stuff happened and then it resurfaced things that i pushed down mm-hmm. from issues that happened in the past or losses that we've had in our family mm-hmm. um that i had to deal with now yeah. it forced me to deal with it so yeah. it's never over. I love that. And like, it's true. And I think, you know, it's interesting because you all came on one of the conversations that I helped host, but one of the women on that conversation was like, this is the first time I've been able to grieve my husband. And he died over a year ago. Mm-hmm. She's like, I couldn't stop because I had to take care of my son and I had to do this and I had to do this. You know, there's always the things that we have to do. And I just think about how deprived our culture is where, you know, we don't even get to grieve. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just feel like that's, really frustrating to me because of our the way that we even commoditize like time you know as if it is something that can be changed into monetary value I mean it's how we measure things right but it just frustrates me because I want people to have the space to really really grieve that person because that's you honoring that person's life and that's you honoring your relationship and that love for that person and so it's interesting to me because you know, as I, I am excited, honestly, about the changes in the collective, I am inspired a lot by even hearing people having that those childhood wounds surface because those are opportunities and it doesn't feel good. Like, I mean, as somebody who, is, you know, is doing that same work, like it certainly doesn't feel good. It pisses me off sometimes. because I'm like, I already fucking did this. Why is it happening? Like, I oh. always say, I always say to Adam, I'm like, why? I wish sometimes I could just go back to normal and be in that, that veiled existence <laughs> where I could just, you know, get married and like have the picket fence yeah. and just, just, be blissfully ignorant to my feelings and, and my identity as who I am. I wish I could just put that mask on and, and just do that. Because yeah. it is hard. This The but healing it is... It, past life no, it, it fucking... She, okay. okay, past life regression. That's like something that she... So, like. <laughs> karmic cycles. Yeah. So, you, you guys are aware of all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously. But, like, we can carry karma from past lives into this yeah. existence. And karmic cycles that end and I just ended a karmic cycle um, and healed some stuff from a past life situation which we did a past life regressions on which I didn't even know was even connected until it happened <laughs> but um in a past life which I still carried on into this life until like what six years ago mm-hmm. five years ago um I was a like 50s housewife and I just had like the suburban life and I had my you know husband and he was this, that, and the third, and I was just unhappy and miserable. So I still kept that facade going until that was over, that life was over. Mm -hmm. But then I carried that into this life because I wanted to 
not really show who I really was because I didn't want to be sensitive. I didn't want to be emotional. I wanted to just you be... You almost married someone. Yeah, I, I, I almost got engaged and married to somebody who we loved each other, but we weren't in love. You know what I mean? But I did that because I was afraid to be not hit those social those social expectations. I wanted to have the marriage before I was 30 and have the house and have that stability. Mm-hmm. So I almost signed myself up for a, you know, the fifties life cycle all over again. Yeah. Cause it was the same, a similar situation. I had to make a tough decision to do what was best for me and leave that. And then that triggered a bunch of child, you know, inner child healing. And then, you know, so this all happened like, you know, this whole entire like time here. And, um, so sometimes you have to make those tough decisions, but what was I talking about before I said that? <laughs> I have no idea. You're right. Yeah, you really threw me off. <laughs> so I just like, disclosed the dark night of the soul. Uh, and that point is just really funny that you're mentioning that because earlier today, Grace and I were just reflecting on exes because we happened to run into the family member of one of Grace's exes and it just, you know, it brought it all up. And what you were just saying there, what led to my 22nd birthday moment was that pretty much as well because... I had tried in my in my low state, I kept trying to find partnerships and I would try matching them and like fitting the mold that they wanted. And I ended up being with someone who I think it was the same of, you know, I well he is a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Like he really is. And I loved him very much, but I don't think I was in love because I was playing a role and I knew the role that he wanted was house, picket fence, mm-hmm. nine to five babies dog another dog more baby like he wanted that you and want a lot of dogs though i do want a lot of dogs i want to be random i want to just pick one up and be like yes <laughs> but, but and i just i had this profound moment of realizing it just yeah what you were saying is you had to i had to let it go and it was really hard to do because there wasn't a reason mm. the, that reason that makes sense in society of well why didn't it work? Why did you end it? It's like, or yes, I'm just, I'm relaying a lot to what you're saying because it is those moments of saying no to what is a good life, but not the life you're meant mm. to be is one of the bravest things you can do because no one's going to validate you for it. Right. No one's going to say it was a good decision, but you have to know within yourself that it was right for you and your journey. Mm. And that's what gets to lead us to these moments right here. Right. Because without that decision having been made so many years ago, it wouldn't have led us on the spiritual journey, which wouldn't lead us here. Exactly. And amazing and beautiful, but you can send love away. Yeah. It, that. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like for women too, like we are expected. Like, what was wrong with that relationship? Like, why right. didn't you? So on paper, but if it doesn't feel right or whatever, you have to move forward. But um, so that that experience triggered other like my inner child healing stuff, and then me being able to deal with things that I didn't deal with mm-hmm. when I was nineteen, twenty you know, other issues that happen. Yeah. But this is clearly off topic. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Just, just confessing. <laughs> Confession time. Yeah. It's all relevant. Well, one time, time I heard somebody talk bad about somebody and I didn't say anything. So you already know my <laughs> biggest <laughs> thing. So. Blew my life up and I'm happier. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know why now I'm just like in the mind of relationships. But one of my mental it's not even pet peeve but something i've realized is the phrasing a failed relationship or a failed marriage mm-hmm. and how that pisses me off <laughs> because none of it was a failure if you learned something and you grew and you evolved and it ended that's not a failure that is the seasons changing and sometimes the season can last your whole lifetime and it fits that mold of the contract lasting until death do us part but 
oftentimes it doesn't. And if there's a failure in it, it's the individuals not realizing it's time to leave and the season ended when the season ended and sticking to it based on this idea that we have to be in this because of external things mm. and the external validation. It's just giving your authority over to some external thing that isn't isn't really real. Like right. marriage is an agreement. It's a it's one of the agreements of a relationship. And like what's great about every relationship is the people in it are the ones that get to define it. But when we start offering our authority over to something that is like an agreement or something, like then we, we're losing our own sense of power and agency within this space that we're trying to cultivate. And it's interesting because like, I feel like I've had some toxic relationships, romantic relationships and friendships actually. And a part of me is like, I, I used to think, oh, what's wrong with me? And it goes back to like, those are the questions when people ask you like, oh, why didn't it work out? But, but the question feels really pointed because it's like, what did you, like, what's wrong what with you? you? And they're not saying that because that's super rude, but like, <laughs> that's what they're asking. And you know, I used to ask myself a lot, like, what is wrong with me? Like, I actually don't feel this desire to do this life in this way. And like, maybe I, I think for a long time, I was thinking it would just happen, you know, because like, I've watched enough rom-coms to like, understand that that's just like, what is supposed to happen. Like, oh, you just meet somebody and they fall in love with you. And it's great, you know. But I think in most of the relationships I've been in, and, and I don't know if it's, you know, again, I don't know if it's some karmic thing that I'm needing to heal, because actually, I, I believe that it is, I think it has to do with my authority. Because I've noticed in my relationships, romantic situations, situationships, I often end up being super liberated and, and excited at the beginning. But at some point, I am making all these concessions on the authority um, over myself and my own truth. And it's like, and I start adopting someone else's version of, of our relationship and what it's going to be um, without, and I lose myself a little bit. And I think it's one of the reasons why I've shied away from dating and things like that, because I've shied away because I'm afraid of like that pattern. Um, but it's interesting because I think one of the things that I learned in my most recent situationship was just that like, I feel like it was really important for me to be in that situation because I realized how, oh my God, it's gonna sound conceited, I feel like. But I just realized like how beautiful I am and how soft I am and how like loving I am and how compassionate I am because this person brought out all of those qualities in me and that relationship allowed me to express this very vulnerable and very gentle side of myself that I don't have a lot of space for, right? And so like I grew so much in that, in my vulnerability. Um, but ultimately what I learned from that relationship is we can only, there's a, we can only accept the love we think we deserve. And so at the end of the day, that's why self-love is important because the more you can love yourself, the more expansive you can experience that, the more you can receive and feel from others because ultimately there's some mirroring happening. And what I found out with this last person I was with was just like, I wanted to love them more and I wanted to give them more and I wanted us to be more intimate and get closer. And there was just, there was just a, like, he would let me into the foyer, but he wasn't going to let me into the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? And so just intimacy and, and realizing that there were his own patterns that were affecting our relationship and that it wasn't me. So that was like, that was a big lesson for me because I think up until that point, I, I thought I brought out something in people mm -hmm. um, instead of just realizing that sometimes those relationship dynamics show us things about other people and ourselves. So I saw a lot of really good positive things in me through that, right? So that was really validating. And I also saw that a lot of vulnerability vulnerability, insecurity, challenges. And, and I was going to like love him through it, but it just, I ultimately was rejected, you know, because mm -hmm. didn't want to receive. So 
it, and that was just shock to me because I'm like, no, wait, but like, you, we like love each other. We, we love to be around each other, but we can't be more like, there's like this, there was this intimacy cap. And then I started just questioning like this idea of like monogamy and, and one relationship. And as Shannon was mentioning, I just, I truly believe relationships have cycles. And then at the end of every cycle, there can be a point of renewal. Like you can continue to go into another cycle together, right? But there has to be this evolution in your relationship. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's those relationships that end at the end of the cycle and that those relationships are just as valid and as important as, you know, a 30 year relationship because it shapes you and it, it, you get those experiences. And I think a part of me is like, well, I haven't been in like, you know, a super long-term relationship in a while. So I'm not good at long-term relationships. No, that's not the case. It's like, I know I've known when to let go sooner. So I haven't drunk out situations that are relationships that were meant to only last one cycle or two cycles, right? And how much more empowering is that? Like you were able to, you learned the lesson and you knew when to let go and that letting go process isn't encouraged as much as society and relationships. So that alone is just, it takes a lot of bravery and guts, but also the lessons you're able to learn in less amount of time. <laughs> I'm just yeah. on the quick track for learning. Efficient. <laughs> yeah. So I carried my cycle on way too long. <laughs> learn from that like you oh like, no I learned I, it made me it forced me to um like remove some of those masks that I put on to tear down that poor tower that I built on shaky foundation you know what I mean so I think that helped and to figure me out more but yeah. relationships are important and the idea of like cycles and our connection to people is, is interesting it's deeper than we allow it to be it's like this is my friend this is my boyfriend this is my girlfriend you know but like there are layers to it like we come into this life and we might have soul contracts with people where we're in agreement on a soul level to help them with a certain experience and so like there's karmic things that we work out with people so you might have like a karmic cycle you have to work out with a particular energy that is incarnated with you and not only that but there's like just being alive and like connecting with people and having the opportunity to have certain connections with people. Like I always think it's interesting, like we all have people in our lives that at one point we were extremely close to and then all of a sudden it's like they're strangers. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's like, weird, but that's like a part of life and it's something that we can look at and learn from and find beauty in it because our connection with everybody is a spiritual connection as well as this physical connection. Um, but that, I mean, that's important. Like. The idea, like you said, cycles. I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. The idea that we go through cycles with people, and you can probably look at a lot of your friendships and romantic relationships and see how you've grown. I think everybody comes into our lives for a reason. Our mom always says that. Yeah. So you have experiences with people so that you can either help them in some way or help maybe empower them or teach them a lesson and vice versa. Like I guarantee like if we were to like reflect on all of our friendships or all of our connections, there was something there that helped us, even if it didn't seem like it helped us. Like it's like, oh I'll never do that again. Or now I know this is the type of energy I'm gonna invite into my life. Like, you know, setting up boundaries. Like, you know, you're saying like you have this power to like know when something's not working for you so you can move on and grow and find a connection that does work for you and that's something that you've learned this like season so I, I think it's great i think that and the best part though is that what brought you to reiki right mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i mean reiki helps with everything and mm -hmm. helps heal everything um for sure and it gives you that like moment to be quiet and allow yourself to process all of that like that you're allowed in that reiki session to heal and figure out what's going on 
figure out like why you feel the way you do and allow those energies to like work through and do their thing. Whereas like, you know, normally you're just operating and going through the motions, but Reiki gives you that quiet and meditation obviously can do that too. But with Reiki, you're having this additional support Mm. and consciously healing, not just like going into meditation. So, I mean, that's why I like it. Just be able to like have that quiet. Cause you're allowing yourself to, Um, to feel, you're allowing yourself to, to heal. You're allowing and, you don't let that happen. There mm-hmm. we interviewed a uh, woman named Kiara, um, and she Roberts, yeah, Kiara Jean Roberts, yeah, and she uh, is a Reiki practitioner as well. And she'd had like a lot of crazy things happen in her life, and that was one of the um, things that she had told us. Like she was talking to mm-hmm. us, and I'm like, you, you know, you're right. Like it does give that person, like if I'm giving a Reiki session to somebody, I'm giving them permission to like heal, to feel what they need to feel. You know, often people will cry or get emotional during a Reiki session because they haven't been allowed to, like, do that. But in that space, we're allowing that heart healing and what, you know, whatever, whatever process they need to work out. It's funny because it's such a gentle healing energy and, like, there's a lot of woo-woo language around it. But ultimate healing is radical. It's a Mm -hmm. radical place. Mm -hmm. And because it goes against everything that our society has been built on, which is just like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like get the fuck over it and stop, you know, stop crying. Like those sorts of messages that are just like, move on, get over it, like mm-hmm. ever. And that's just not, we're not supposed to exist in that space, you know? And, and so choosing healing, creating that as a priority and saying like, this is important to me to be healed whole. And like everything in my life wants me to be healed and whole. Yeah. And what all I, and like Arlene used the word allow, and I really like that word because it's like it's an allowing, it's a receiving. Where else in life are we allowing and receiving? I feel like so much we are doing or like there's something you have to do. And, mm-hmm. and I was this session this morning, my friend's like, what do I need to do? Or, you know, how can I prepare? And I'm like, girl, you just show up yeah. <laughs> however you are. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's a receiving. It is mm-hmm. like it's not a doing. It's a being. Because we are taught, especially in our capitalistic economic system that your worth is attached to your doing and your producing. Our definition is within us and that I feel like we keep saying radical, but it is because like you want to empower people, you make them own themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not about what they can consume. It's not about what you can produce. It's you. Yeah, yeah I, I would think um, like as society, like I think like when you were talking about like healing we evolve like we're in the we always evolve and are healing even though it won't look like it where we're at when you like think like um i think we were talking about a a different episode uh i was listening to this guy and he was discussing like the idea of like ai and then like our consciousness and how like everybody's afraid that we're going to develop artificial intelligence that's going to like enslave us and it was like well we have a conscious society that taught it love and everything then it wouldn't do that and like you like some of the decisions that are happening now would you want like a king from medieval times like dictating that in present because it's so like not where we're at consciously mm. you know what i mean so i think that like it is healing itself as we like grow and as we have like that like what's going on right now is a part of us like consciously like healing as a society as a collective we're pulling out our shadow, like, especially right now, I think, like, the collective is healing its shadow, I mean, period, like, some of the stuff that we're, like, healing, um, freaking out about, I know, like, Divine Masculine is supposedly, like, being healed 
this year specifically, but um, I feel like as like each generation, we get more and more closer to that like like love frequency, and like mm-hmm. even us talking about stuff like that, like this, like now is a sign that we're moving in a a better direction, like that there is hope because we're it's in our awareness that it's not right, like it's in our awareness that we have to like you know, fix how we treat women's bodies, how we um, treat people's sexuality, uh, you know, even down to like healthcare, like we're talking about like how everybody deserves access to healthcare, even though not everybody is, there's a huge wave of people that believe that. So that's like the sign and the symptoms that everything will work out and that we're working through what needs worked through right now, in like my opinion. So it's like, I always am like, okay, yeah, that's awful. But I also like am trusting that things are going to like handle themselves, like kind of like giving a little bit of trust to the divine, like, well, that person I hope will learn eventually. And what's most important is that we are in this like heart space and this love space and that we're trying our best to project the energy that we want to see in the world so that it can like expand outward. Um, but like I said, just us having discussions about this, in my opinion, is a sign that we're moving up, we're progressing. Because I mean, think like even the 1950s, like if you, we went back in time, you know, stuff we're talking about isn't going to be mainstream. You're like, oh yeah, tarot, Reiki, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, like what is this? You guys are going to go to hell. These <laughs> in the 50s, talking yeah, about like 50s. five years ago. I mean, or 10 years, <laughs> even 10 years ago. You can see 10 years ago, like, the difference. So I definitely believe we're on a tra- a positive trajectory. I just don't know, like, how long it'll be. And I don't know if, like, our lifetime will see it fully, like, healed. But, I mean, in my opinion, at least. I feel like there's, like, a consciousness is being accelerated. Um, it's kind of always been evolving in this pace. I'm... See, I'm not sure how, what I, I mean, I feel like... I feel like it's accelerated like yeah, crazy. Yeah, um, I think that a lot of like young people, I, I do subscribe to the idea that a lot of people have incarnated at this point in time to help the planet. Um, I do believe that like Gaia is its own living mother and that um, she's ready to evolve as well with us. And I think that... Um, you know, sure that things are moving probably faster. I know, like, the Schumann residence has, like, gotten higher, apparently, like, the frequency. I, that From what I have heard, we've had, like, a couple people tell us that. Um, so I, I do believe that, um, but I believe that there were people all throughout history who have helped expand um, our the collective consciousness. And a good example, you can see that, uh, I was just talking to somebody about how you can see it with art, like with art movements, you can see like art and what was going on at the time and how like we either dip or how we like expand outward. Um, especially if you look at like how our modern art is, like what is defined as art is completely different, which is kind of like a reflection of how we are now. Um, but you can see it all the way back to like Renaissance and then like the Baroque period. And you know, if you keep going up, you can see that. So there are always people I think who came in and were like, hey, even down like, you know, always the 60s and then in 80s, sure. Like I think like our mom and dad, like they were probably here to help expand consciousness by having the relationship that they had and being able to like say, hey, this is like normal, like interracial couples should be <laughs> like, okay. Cause, so I think that, um, We've always been doing this. I think souls have always been incarnating to help lift the vibration of the planet. I mean, we probably have all been 
incarnated on this planet over and over again doing exactly what we're doing right now. <laughs> um, but I think that for sure we're probably accelerating some some way. I mean, it does seem faster. Like in my life, I can see the difference of how of what is right and wrong shifting in a more love base just now. Um, and that maybe that is why 2020 is so crazy because it's like birthing pains. It's like healing. Like when we heal, we have a healing crisis. Like maybe we're having a healing crisis right now all together. Um, yeah. Who knows? But it'll be interesting to see what it's like in the future, like in the next couple of years. And even more so like the children that are being birthed now, like what type of energy they're gonna embody. I think a lot about like what my children will be like. Um, like, you know, are they're definitely going to be more spiritually aware than I was whenever I was younger, you know, or had the opportunity to develop that connection easier. So how many other children are going to be birthed who have that same experience? Right. And, you know, then they're going to keep expanding outward. And it's just going to keep, even though things don't seem like they're better, I believe it will get better because that's like the natural way of things. Like we naturally want to love. We naturally want to be happy. It's like a thing that's in all of us. So why wouldn't you naturally heal into that direction? Um, even if it seems like there's resistance, but. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it, so that's one of the things I've thought about a lot with just the physical form of the body is it naturally wants to be healthy and whole. Like everything it is always trying to heal itself. And I think about like us and the brokenness that we've experienced, like it's, there's all these forces that are trying to heal it. And it doesn't always, like you said, feel good. So I really like the analogy of just the birthing pains or the healing pains of 2020, because mm -hmm. all these things are symptoms of some illnesses that we need to heal and some yeah. chronic issues that have just gone unseen, un, you know, in the shadows, mm -hmm. and light is able to transform them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, like racism here, we push it away. Like it's not real. And now it's like, yeah, look, it definitely is like happening and it's definitely a thing or, or just, you know, what the me too, whenever we were like, how many women were sexually harassed or had some sort of weird thing happen that they just thought was like how it is. You're like, okay. And then with me too, you realize, no, it's not okay for like my boss to say this to me. Or like that experience I had in middle school, like you were saying, like that's not normal. And so that allowed us to heal, you know, in a way, collectively, like that divine feminine, for sure, in that time period to me. Um, right. so it's definitely interesting. Actually, this really is just one large time period. That was yeah. ago. And it's, it's yeah. think about it, like that actually wasn't that long ago. This is one, yeah, as you were saying, just, it, it feels like that healing crisis. It really does. And you point that, that, Yes, that just resonated so much because within healing crisis, that's when you ask all the questions and you start to see things you've never seen before. So everything seems confusing and there is no answer that's given yeah. to you in healing crisis. It's just, you have to see it before anything can come and just be okay in that unknown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's where we're at. So we'll see what happens in the next couple, couple of years. But I think that's why I like, there is so, there are so many people that are similar in our belief systems like that we are. I think that maybe we chose to kind of help the planet a little bit. Um, personally, that's like my belief. <laughs> yeah. There's this song. So there's this group of like they're different folk singers and they're called the High Women. And there's mm -hmm. some prominent names and they have this song called the High Women. And it just talks about how these women return in different forms like generation after generation after generation to be like expanding consciousness to expand healing to and that 
you know, I listened to it the first time I heard it, I just was like, yes, like this is, you know, it's a part of myself that it's funny when you asked about the spiritual journey, it's like a part of myself that I've been pushing away or been trying to make it practical. So I'm a humanitarian in my nine to five, right? So I'm like, that's a, that's a way for me to put this like desire, deep desire to do, you know, profoundly radical work within yeah. a box I can check that makes sense to the external world. And mm-hmm. as I'm evolving, I'm realizing like, no, like, this song gives me chills because it's just like, yes, like in order to be a part of the, the solution, you have to fully embody and be radical and to really choose the path less chosen because that yeah. creates the space. And like, I have this visual that comes to me a lot when I'm doing meditations and Reiki and it's just, it's me, but it's more than me. It's like a collective and it's just this halo of like a golden stream and it's like a woman, but it's, more than one person and it's just walking into stark darkness like just just nothingness light where there is nothing Mm -hmm. and leaving this like trail and it's just like something I can like and I think about a lot when I run and it's like almost feels like a vision that I've had so many times and Mm -hmm. and I just see that happening I just feel like that's happening now and I feel like even just getting connected with you guys and starting the Reiki loop and just having these experiences it's just been such an affirmation that this mm-hmm. is the work like that we're meant to be doing. It's been a huge yeah. validation. Like just as much as like, you know, people don't get it and there's a lot of flack and pushback, there's just also like every step on this path in this direction in radiating love, as you were like speaking to earlier, there's so many yeses that mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. And- we know what's right. You know, I mean like to the core you know what's right. And there's a lot of like our society and I don't know if it's like intentional or not, but like we're often like dissuaded from doing what is our highest calling and what we feel the best at because when we do that we're in our power. Like we have the most power and the most impact whenever we're doing what we know is like right to the core. So the best thing anybody can do is to go after their dream and to do and be the person that they want because that is like it just energetically that like helps the world because yes. you're higher and um you know a lot of people like I mean when you you were talking about like your childhood like you had it in you to even question like those structures is why I mean you know, I definitely think that that's, you chose that's to definitely be yeah that's definitely you know a what cue. I mean like a lot of like, <laughs> You know, if you if you were ever curious about, like, wanting to know, like, your past life stuff or anything like that, you can find it in, like, the things that you just naturally do or are drawn to and those, like, beliefs, like, you had as a child that you, you're like, how, why would I even think that whenever I'm nine years old? Like, why would I even, like, question things like that? And it's, like, that's that, like, higher soul stuff coming through um, from what I understand. I mean, like, certain things, like, I remember being a kid and being, like, oh, like, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to work. You're going to have a nine to five. And then I remember thinking, why do I want to spend, like, all day doing something I really don't like to do? Like, that's my whole life. Like, why? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. You know, like, I like it's a child having these, like, questions. And maybe, like, all children have questions like that. And then we just get, like, we just get pushed into these, like, molds and stuff like that. So the most powerful thing a person can do is to embody who they are to the core embrace it and then it helps other people see that they can do that too because you you're you're, that's when you'll succeed and you know yeah and each person reaching self-actualization is just helping Mm -hmm. others reach it as well and as you're saying grace like entering that like being the light entering that darkness it's creating that path for others to also enter because it's no longer that dark right it's a little bit lighter and you, you know, you are a Leo sun. You are the sun. You get to be that big, bright sun that has a deep shadow. 
because every like mm-hmm. the stronger the sun, the deeper the shadow. But you have that sun that gets yeah. the way. Oh wow! The way forward has to be in love, like because that's you know that's what's being called in right now, and mm. and it is like. Yeah, I just, I'm just I just love connecting with you guys. I just love this conversation. I don't have any more things to say. Yes, this maybe, is fun. Yeah, like maybe we could do like another yeah. chat or like women's circle. Yeah, the women's circle. <laughs> we got these guys on again. <laughs>